0: It's time to dive into the latest news and updates from the Vegas Golden Knights. This is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Live from Studio 31 inside City National Arena, this is a special edition of Nighttime at Noon. We'll do this from time to time on Fox Sports Las Vegas. So one week up from the relaunch of the Vegas Insider Show, and we thought it was important to do this. Darren Millard along with VGK Insider Gary Lawless, because... Well, we had a guy that was available and just hanging around the rink, getting ready for the regular season. Here's Shea Theodore, who uh, just happened to be walking by, and we pulled them in. Uh, how are things? And uh, thanks. First of all, thanks for making the time. No
1: problem. No, it's, it's, uh, it's good to be here, just kind of gearing up, getting ready for the season. And, you know, I think uh, a lot of guys are in town and, you know, doing the
0: same. Does it feel different mentally or physically? compared to what you guys went through last off season or what you wouldn't call it the off season where there was so much indecision and uncertainty.
1: Yeah, it's different. Um you know, obviously last year a lot of us were kind of locked into our, our houses and you know doing all that kind of gearing up, but um, no, it's good. It, it's definitely more more normal of a, of a summer and you know guys are able to go back home and you know see some family and friends that they haven't seen in a while. So, um, you know, other than that it, it's been pretty good.
2: You dealt with cancer? two off seasons ago last off season you didn't really get to to establish what you wanted to do in terms of training was this a normal training off season for Shea Theodore and what did you want to get better at or change this off season
1: uh yeah definitely definitely more of a normal summer you know I was definitely looking forward to it um you know anytime you can you can have you know six to eight weeks to you know really get in the gym, put the work in, and um,
2: you look stacked. You look yeah, you look yeah, stacked. thanks, yeah, so that's what I'm go. going for.
1: Um, but you know, just just really get getting the strength up. Um, you know, I think it, it's a long season, and you know that definitely tends to wear on some guys. So if you can, you know, put as much work in in the off season,
0: you know, that should should help down the stretch. You know, How you, you're used- supposed to say that he's stacked too. That's what he was. He going is for. also stacked Th- as well. He, that's what he yes. was going for yeah. there.
2: Yeah, that's his way. That's his passive-aggressive way of saying I'm <laughs> out of shape. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> not at all. You, know, you look good, come in. Come in there with his hair and you're sweating. <laughs> <and> no, <know>, <laughs> Malarb was just on the ice t- taking shots from uh, from. Was it Silver Knights or was there a Golden Knight out there? Uh, there's a mix, a mix, a nice. hybrid. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Uh, you know we're scraping the bottom of the barrel, and Millard has to be the goaltender for the uh, yeah. for it's the all last about, It's session. all about confidence.
0: Shane. Uh, how's
1: How is the save percentage
0: out there? It's all about building some confidence. Uh, yeah, building. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're still getting there. There should be some confident guys out there. Yeah, uh, of course. That's what I'm. Uh, He's uh, my role. building That's, the team's confidence. Yes. Yeah. That's my role. <laughs> That's good.
2: <laughs> How do you stay relaxed? It's no secret you are uh, in the mix to play for Team Canada at the Olympics. Uh, it looks like that the NHL players are going to go. To Beijing for the Olympics it hasn't been formally announced but some pretty heavy hitters in the media world guys with NHL connections have said it's gonna happen how do you stay relaxed and just play your own game worry about because the first thing you have to do is be good for the Golden Knights right it, it, it all kind of falls into place if you're playing well for Vegas and Vegas is winning Doug Armstrong is going to be looking at you and saying okay I gotta take Shea how, how do you just stay relaxed and just be yourself
1: um yeah i mean that that's obviously the plan i think you know first and foremost you know getting off to a good start this year um you know that's important i think for for a lot of guys just in general you want to start good you want to you know have a have a good you know first 10 games to the year kind of you know get get your legs under you but um yeah obviously in the back of my mind that'd be something you know pretty special to to be a part of so um you know i think yeah I, i just just getting a good start and really really just trying to be be prepared i guess
0: Gary Lawless, Darren Millard here at Studio Thirty-One, City National Arena, special edition night, nighttime at noon. Uh, Shea Theodore is with us uh, here inside the studio. What did you do in the off season that you had a bit of time to breathe?
1: Um, I went back home for for a few weeks, um, back to Vancouver. You know, was able to see my parents and um, you know see some see some buddies that you know I haven't seen in a while. So um, it was good, but. Other than that, I've been been back down here in Vegas, just pretty much golfing, working out, skating. So, um, you know, just trying to uh, trying to soak everything in.
2: Well, your golf game. Uh, well, so I know some of the guys at Southern Highlands, and they tell me that uh, it's stone white cloud sort of. Uh, it depends on Stevenson. the Stevenson. Stevenson's in the mix too. In there. He's in the mix for really? sure. Yeah,
1: and where are you? Um, I'm definitely that second tier, second tier down. Who's I in think. the
2: second tier?
1: Um, well, I think. Uh, nabby Nabby's in there he, he's a good golfer I'm more I'm actually more on pace with with Paulie staz um you know when he's been in town we we like to we like to get out and you know we shoot shoot pretty similar so who's awful um
2: has got to be terrible
1: he he's actually pretty good he's been back home for a bit I haven't golfed for them much this summer but um you know I think I wouldn't say awful, but you know Hagger he he's kind of in that group. He he can hit the ball a long ways, but you know sometimes he can hit the ball a long ways in Not the in, in the wrong direction. Yeah. Um, As, like, he
2: could probably sky one onto into Allegiant Stadium over there in Henderson.
1: Absolutely, I think you know he he does have some promise in his game. You know he's a big big lanky yeah big lanky lanky kid, but. Um, you know, he, he can play too, so it, it all depends on the, the win conditions and stuff. But
2: What went through your mind when um, he fought felino for Minnesota late in the season? I was at the game, and it, to me it was really interesting because they had the skirmish. He went after Kaprizov a little bit, Haig did, and then they were going. There was a scrum, and then they're going to the penalty box, and I saw Felino say to him, like – gestured to himself and then to Hag and then pointed at the ice, meaning when we get back on the ice, we're going. And Ryan McGill told us after, Hager went to the bench and said to Ryan, you got any advice for me? And Gilly's <laughs> like, what are you talking about? He goes, I got to fight that guy. And, and Gilly tells the story, it's pretty funny because yeah. he's like, "I, you know, part of me wanted to say, 'Don't sure, fight that guy. Fight him, yeah. But he's like, I didn't want that. I wanted him to I wanted him to get that confidence, so he said, "Just staple your chin to your chest and don't stop throwing." And and then Nick went out, and uh, you know, Shane Knighty's the arbiter of these things amongst our group. He said it was a draw, and Flea was one of the toughest guys in the business. What was going through your mind?
1: Yeah, I was I was pretty jacked up for him. I remember I was right. Bes- I think I was right beside him on the bench when he asked Gilly, you know, <laughs> help me out. What do you got for me? But I think Gilly was like, "Hey." You're six six. You can handle yourself. You're yeah. a big boy. Um, you know he he definitely held his own, and you know it's good to see.
0: Who was your first f- first fight against?
1: Um, it was against uh, Comtois in Anaheim.
0: How did it come about? Do you remember?
1: I I, I couldn't tell you. I think I cross checked somebody. and he, <laughs> he kind of came in, and um, you know I think uh, it's just one of
0: those things, I guess. Shay yes. too- Theodore's uh, chatting with us here on Nighttime at Noon Studio Thirty One.
2: Darren's first fight was me. Mm-hmm. Oh really? And uh, I got rolled. We we mixed it up at the fan fest a few years ago. You oh know yeah. The, they have the little screen, the, those little uh, air balloon things, and no, they give the us the inflatable castle. Yeah, an inflatable yeah. castle. And They give us the.
1: I
0: think I saw that video somewhere.
2: It's on. Yes. I uh-huh. think
0: it was supposed to be a joust. Yes. Yeah. He didn't joust. No. He just charged me like a, a offensive uh, or defensive back and just rolled me over. <laughs> There's a protest pending. He went
2: right. I mean, <laughs> he went right off the, the castle. His wallet, his money went flying in the air. I mean, it what are you expecting?
1: <laughs> what are you expecting? I know. You, I, next I, to
2: my I, next I, to my <laughs> wedding night and the birth of my child, like this is right up there. Top man. three. one of my greatest moments. moments.
0: Department <laughs> yeah. of Player Safety would have had a say in it uh, yeah. if it was the if it was the National Hockey League. Yeah. Uh So when do you you do you do some training? You're off ice. You're on ice. Um, then you look at the training camp a normal training camp is it do you hold some stuff back and try and work on some stuff in training because last year was so different you just yeah boom in yeah it was quick um i
1: mean i think you know this this year you know we still have a couple of weeks leading up to it yeah. so i mean we're gonna have we're gonna have guys in the ice four four or five days a week um you know just getting that conditioning up i mean that's that's kind of the only way to go about it i think you you can bike as long as you want up in the weight room, but as soon as you're on the ice, it's it's completely different cardio. So, um, you know, I think in that aspect, you know, we we've got some time to you know get some good uh, good
0: skates in and. But you haven't really had ready. a chance to try things in in two years it's because true. you haven't had a lot of practice and you haven't. What had What do you want me camp, to try? mean no, yeah, no, you like you me just, just screw around, invent things. Uh, you guys do a switch, switch hands, <laughs> switch, <laughs> you know, switch hands, it? shoot the
2: other way. <laughs> I mean I, hey,
0: Alex Petrangelo I watched him do that out here. Like switch hands and pass it off the boards one hand and pass it off the boards the other.
1: I mean I don't know if I don't know how much that's going to really help your game. <laughs> I mean if anything,
0: you know, it's it's
1: a good summer to try, you know, different brands out, different sticks, yeah. um things like that, but even with that, um, you know, a lot of the a lot of the companies out in China, they're it's hard to get stuff. It's taken weeks, I think, just like anything guys are yeah. trying to get cars, guys are trying to get furniture. You can't really get your hands on anything. So um, you know, I was talking to Critter today and I was looking at ordering some new sticks. And he's like, yeah, they might be here mid November. So, you know, if, if, if you like it, you know, we'll, we'll see when they, we'll see when they get here, yeah. if you end up using it, but. Um, What's the
2: most important piece of equipment for you?
1: Um, I think skates, yeah. skates and then stick, um, you know, everything else you can kind of, you can kind of gel with, but, um, you know, I think, you know, any summer you're like, oh, maybe there's a new stick out there. And, Maybe I can shoot a little bit harder, you know. So we'll see. Has your Anybody? flex
0: changed over the years?
2: Um, no. no, no. Anybody in the room go sockless?
1: Um, no.
2: When's the last time you saw that? I I couldn't tell you. No I think, kidding, eh?
1: I think a lot of a lot of days now, guys have got the cut-proof socks on, and yeah. um, it's probably one of the most important no reasons why. One right? of the most yeah. important things. I mean, you you got to oh, try yeah. and protect yourself from yeah. you know freak accidents like that as well, but.
2: Dylan Coghlan's going to join us later in uh, in the program. I watched him. Uh, I was lucky enough to travel with the team during the playoffs, and the work that he put in with Ryan McGill uh, after every practice in the postseason and after every morning skate. I think he's going to be a. He's got a real opportunity to be an impact player this year for the Golden Knights.
1: Absolutely, I think. I think you watch his skating and you watch his shot. You know, he's a. He's a pretty complete player, I think. I'm not sure how many games he played last year, but, you know, he played a lot of them forward. So, you know, I think <laughs> you can see the little bit of versatility there, yeah. but he's a hell of a player. I think, you know, I'm excited to see kind of his game, you know, take off a little bit this year, and, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with the lineup. But, you know, when he does get in, you know, it's, it's going to be fun to watch.
2: Well, and you can speak to him about uh, that experience, right? Like, we, it wasn't a straight line for you straight from junior to the NHL, and you had to deal with uh, with management and a coach that, you know, sometimes maybe you weren't on the same page with them or they weren't on the same page with you. And it, I would say, I'll say this, that your development was stalled as a result of that. And then you got to Vegas, and you got in a situation where uh, Ryan McGill believed in you, and wow, boom. You know, you, 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 you heard your name in the Norris Trophy conversation the last two seasons. That, that's pretty... That's pretty wild. So, can you speak to Dylan about just be patient? It'll happen.
1: Definitely. I think I think I, I I'm able to you know speak with a lot of the younger guys here, especially with you know him and Hager. Because you're so um, old now, right? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a veteran guy on the back end, but um, no, I mean I, I was the same thing. You know, my first two years, you know, I was up and down, in and out, you know, playing 12, 15 minutes a night, and then you know back in San Diego and kind of doing that whole thing. So, I mean, sometimes it just it just takes one opportunity. Um, you know, and you got kind of just have to, you know, take advantage of it.
2: Dallas Aikens believed in you uh, in in that organization, and then McGill believed in you here. How important is that to have that presence, that especially a strong one, right? Like like Ryan McGill's not a shrinking violet. If if he's got your back, he's got your back. That's a good thing. How important is that for a young player?
1: Absolutely. I think you know, anytime, anytime in in the back of your mind, you know, if you if you make a mistake, you're like, well. You know, there goes my night. I'll see a I'll see a pregame skate tomorrow morning. You know, type thing where you know when you know a D coach has your back and he believes in you and you know he's going to stick you right back out there. You know that, that's that's huge for the confidence. You know your your hands get a little less shaky and you know you don't squeeze your stick as tight, but um, you know that's important. And I think you know that
0: Gilly's done a really good job with those guys. Get more nervous playing hockey uh, in a tense game or tied up in a big match coming down the stretch, hitting 18. Uh, definitely coming down 18.
1: Yeah, I've had, I've had a couple. couple Stats, close he's calls. good with his money. I bet
2: you it's not big money with him. <laughs> it's not big. It's exactly. more about just working on the game. You know, <laughs> trust in the process, yeah. and
1: um, you know, you can't get there and you can't get there quickly. So,
0: um, yeah, definitely more tense uh, coming well, down 18. We'll let you go. Uh, enjoy the next couple of weeks, and we look forward to training camp. Awesome! Thanks a lot for having me, guys. There's Shaythi. Oh, by the way, tomorrow you're at uh, Fort Country. Yes, Fort Do- Country Henderson. Be there. Be square. Uh, 4 to 6 or around there? I think Three, it's uh, uh, 5 6:30? to 6.30. All right. So, I uh, think. So, I'll, I'll hang out with you there. Yeah. Uh, if anyone's Country. in the area, come, come uh, on by. Come by and uh, say hi to Shea Theater or Ford Country. Uh, looking forward to that. And Dylan Coughlin coming up next. And i got a bone to pick with one Gary Lawless as we continue. At nighttime at noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. <laughs> well, I look forward
2: to this. <laughs>
1: We're back to Nighttime at Noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. I threw
2: a wish in the well, don't ask me I'll never tell. I to you as it fell, and now you're in huh. way. So
0: Jared back at the studio, Jared Justice, uh, operator for Nighttime at Noon. Dropping the first shot on uh, on this season. And what was we, that? Uh, well, it was the theme song there. He was playing my theme song. What's That's that? That's what he said. Didn't he just hear the song?
2: No, I, yeah, but I don't know what it was. you know what that song was, Dylan?
3: I do, yeah. Yeah, because well, all of a sudden it started playing and Dylan went, <laughs> <laughs> Call it, I think it's Call Me Maybe, but yeah. Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh,
2: oh, really? It was yeah. too early in the song for me. I only know the, the chorus. It's
3: a Canadian girl. That's right. Yeah.
0: And uh, and you only know songs of a certain vintage because we are the same. We
2: Speaking are, of uh, Canadian women, they play tonight, Team USA. Gold medal at the yeah. World Championships.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, that's captured a lot of attention, being in this time of the year uh, where we're kind of gearing up, but uh, yeah. hockey's not it's the It's actually forefront. a perfect time it, for them. It's, and I was going to say that same thing. Like, yeah. it, they almost would think about changing it to this stage they should, they because should, the spotlight has been incredibly <laughs> beneficial to the women's game.
2: My daughter practiced last night, and then uh, – we went home and watched a little bit of it. When we turned it on, the shots were fifty-eight to four for mm-hmm. Canada over Switzerland. That's a bad habit game. Like, it, like it, at some point in time, you start to do stuff you shouldn't be doing when the shots are, are fifty-eight to four.
0: Uh, Dylan Coughlin is with us. Uh, you've been on the fifty-eight side of those games, I'm sure, growing up uh, with some of the guys that uh, that you were able to play with. Were, were you ever on the four side? <laughs> where you where you were facing a team and maybe it was Pee Wee or Bantam or something like that.
3: Um I mean growing up on the island I it wasn't uh it was more competitive over in Vancouver and mm-hmm. stuff like that and um so we never really got the the exposure that some of the people got and um I was lucky to make it out. Um there was there's a small few that, that did, so um but yeah no I I don't think I've ever been a part of something like that. That's that's pretty wild.
0: Uh, will you watch tonight?
3: I will. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I've, I've been seeing some videos and it's been getting pretty feisty between those two teams. So uh, it should be an interesting game.
0: It's funny, even even if you don't follow it day to day, uh, you still watch those teams and how intense it is, yeah. and you can't help but getting yeah. engaged.
2: Yeah. I watched you work with Ryan McGill uh, throughout the whole playoffs, and it was interesting. A couple of times, I could actually hear what he was saying to you, and so. For our listeners that don't that aren't aware, you know, there's a morning skate or a practice. And after the morning skate, after a practice, everybody leaves. But after a morning skate, if you're not playing, you stay out with the coach and you work uh, a conditioning skate, you know, because you're not going to play that night. What was really fascinating, like a lot of times those conditioning skates are just, okay, get on the goal line and I'm going to bag you. I'm going to skate you until you've got nothing left. But with Ryan McGill, there was always a purpose. And it was one time I was watching, and I could hear, I was low enough, and he would say to you, this is why we're going to do this. If you get into this situation in a game, this will help with that. And I could tell that you had really bought in because, uh, A, the effort was off the charts. You were working so hard. But I think maybe somewhere in your mind you must have realized, I'm getting better right now.
3: Yeah. No, we had that that talk before before playoffs started, and, um, you know i obviously i knew i wasn't wasn't gonna start um, in the playoffs um you know we were doing those drills so that if if i did go in I would be ready and um, i felt like i was um, ready to go in at any point and um you know i, I kind of told him I didn't want to do the the traditional skates where i was just just skating without a purpose and um you know he was on board with that and um, it was all game like stuff and um you know m- mostly defensive positioning stuff and Below the red line, and um, you know, I, I usually had one forward out with me, if whether it was Cody Glosser um, or Dylan Secura or whoever it was, and um, you know, they they worked with me and did a great job. So um, you know, I was I was ready to go in at any point if I if I needed to be.
2: How hungry are you right now? I, I bet that you are. This is that point in your career where you're like, there's a job and I'm taking it.
3: Yeah, no, it's uh, I've been waiting for. For a few months now to to get going and um you know obviously i, I didn't play in the playoffs so that kind of made me uh want the season to to start even more and um you know i want it, want it as soon as possible so um you know yeah I, like you said i'm here to take a job and um you know i know i can play play at this level at whether it's uh top four or, or, or um bottom two so um you know i'm ready ready for whatever comes and um yeah i'll be ready
0: what part of your game do you <coughs> want to elevate the most? Is it the defensive side or is it the offensive side, which we've heard uh, a lot about?
3: Yeah, probably the defensive side. Um, you know, growing up, I I wasn't really too focused on that. I actually started at forward and uh, moved to D. And, um, at what I was, age? Uh, I was, I think, first year Pee Peewee okay. or second year Adam. Um So I always started off being a forward and um, – didn't really get the the defensive side of the game for the majority of my my childhood, uh, my my early teens. So um, w- once I got to, to Tri Cities and in the Western League, I, I kind of started to take that more seriously. And um, you know, I think big reason why I wasn't wasn't taking any drafts was was possibly because of that. And um, you know, I, I took pride in in my defensive game in my first two years in Chicago. And um, you know, I obviously. Worked with Gilly and um, talked with him, and that was the biggest thing I needed to work on was that. So, um, you know, players here a lot bigger, a lot stronger, and um, you know more creative in the D zone. So you got to be more aware of that.
0: Dylan Coughlin with us uh, on nighttime at noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas with Darren Millard and Gary Lawless. Can I just mention, between the first segment with Shea Theodore and this segment with Dylan Coghlan, Ryan McGill's name has been mentioned (laughs) 55 times. We're talking the
2: defenseman. Is
0: is there something... Going to do? You owe him money? Is this? No, a he owes me a bottle of wine. Game? Actually, Is this, what's going on here with all
2: the mentions of we, Ryan? McHale? We bet on Monday or Sunday, actually. I, I, the Blue Bombers and the, my Blue Bombers and his Stampeders mm, played, right. and uh, Good the Blue, Blue Bombers won. So I won a little bottle of uh, little bottle of red nice. coming my way. Nice. Dylan. Who do you watch when you're on the bench? Do you watch Theodore and Petrangelo, who you're like, or do you watch? McNabb, White Cloud, Martinez—who you're a little different than.
3: Yeah, I mean. And maybe Marty's in the middle. Yeah, I was gonna say Marty's probably—he's pretty versatile with his offense and, uh, and defense. Um, but yeah, I honestly in the moment I'm not really thinking too much. Um, but obviously, I, I've had moments where I wasn't really playing that much, and um, that's the, that's the time where I would watch. And um, but yeah, Marty. Marty and Whitey are pretty pretty good defensively, I'd say, and um, and, and and Naber. So um, I, I do watch them quite a bit when I'm not playing and um, try and take as much as I can from them.
2: Petrangelo can do a little bit of everything, yeah, too, yeah, right? He, yeah, he's, yeah he's, he's all right, too. He's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the step in his game? Like, has the playoffs like – I think it took him almost the whole season to kind of get acclimated, the regular season, and then he had some health issues – But then there was a point in that Minnesota series and in the Colorado series where he just became, you know, he was a beast. He was moving the puck. He was physical in the defensive zone, getting a shot off. Like, did you see kind of a, okay, here he goes.
3: Yeah, I mean, you could definitely see the, you know, the the Stanley Cup champion um, come out of him. And, um, you know, I think he was a a big reason why they won. And um, if they didn't have him, I don't think they would have had the outcome they had so um yeah it was it was pretty crazy to watch i mean it was just like that so um he just turned it on and in the playoffs and it was pretty special to watch he was he was definitely our best player throughout the whole playoffs
0: dylan colgan is chatting with us uh for a couple more minutes on nighttime at noon of fox sports las vegas a week out from the relaunch of uh vegas uh, uh golden knights uh, insider.com uh when you look at this last couple of years is it a blur or can you kind of break down what's what's happened
3: yeah it's been uh it's been pretty crazy um you know it wasn't a a normal first year in in the nhl and um you know starting off with no fans was a little weird and i've never gone through anything like that i never played in the bubble so i didn't have any experience with no fans and um you know once you're out there it's not not the end of the world it's it's not a big deal you don't really focus on that too much and um but yeah it was Definitely one of the more crazier years I've ever experienced. and um, But, yet one of the most, uh, the, the greatest experiences of my life. So, um, no, I'm looking forward to this year, and hopefully we'll be able to pack the building at the start of the year and, um, you know, start start winning some games early.
2: What's your favorite place to go for dinner or lunch in Vegas?
3: Ooh, um, yeah, I mean, last year we couldn't really go anywhere. So, um, I mean, MTO Cafe down in um downtown Summerlin is, I go there quite a bit, so it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's a pretty good spot.
2: Who's, who, who's um, from the, one of the married guys invites you over for dinner, who's, which, which uh, invitation are you quick to accept because he's good on the grill or his wife is good at making chicken or whatever?
3: Oh. Anybody? <laughs> um, Holdy's pretty good uh making a steak oh, yeah? He's a farm boy, so... He you knows how to whip up a good steak. Um, so probably him. I went over to his place a few times um, towards the end of the year last year and at the start of the year. So um, yeah, I'd say probably him.
2: Be careful going over there. You might get stuck babysitting for half uh, the night. No, There's all no. those monkeys running around. <laughs> no, they're good kids. But they're, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're they're pretty
3: fun. They, yeah. We rip around and um, in the backyard and play mini sticks a lot. So no, it'll be it'll be a little different without them this year. That's for sure.
0: So you're focused here on the on one of those top 6 jobs, eh?
3: Yeah, no, I I feel great and um you know, still trying to put on some pounds so I can deal with some of the bigger guys around the the league and um, but no, I'm yeah, I'm pretty pretty ready.
0: When when you say put on weight, like like upper body stuff, just strength and, and handling that?
3: Yeah, no, for sure. Um I've never been pretty I've never been big up up in in my chest and my arms, so mm-hmm. I've been trying to Get that a little bigger and a little stronger, and um, work on my balance, which is which is pretty huge. So probably probably that, yeah.
2: Awesome. Do you, have you played any golf?
3: I do, yeah. Yeah. Where, uh, do, you, where do you like to go? We play at uh, TPC Vegas quite a bit. Oh no, kidding. Um yeah, Who's the, we?
2: Who do you go with?
3: I usually go with Hager, and um, I've been going with with Keegs and and Howden quite a bit here in the last couple of weeks. So um, yeah, I mean, we went out to. Southern Highlands uh, a couple times before uh, Stoney's wedding, so we went there, and it's a pretty great course. What's your cap? I think I'm like a an 8 right now. Not, not too, too bad. Play. Not too bad, but there's a few few pretty good guys on the team. I think Stoney's like a plus 1 or 2, and Whitey's a plus 1 or 2. so it's Unbelievable. Yeah, I don't have that kind of time on my hands to, <laughs> to be doing that. Yeah. So <laughs>
0: and, I, and I'm still not sure how a couple of Manitobans are 1s. Like, when, when I hear guys. stone can stone.
3: bomb it oh yeah he's at least three thirty probably is his average drive i'd say
2: well, white cloud says that he's got the better short game the better putter and stone is better off the tee. you're not so sure about that
3: i don't know i mean played with whitey a couple times this year he's he's uh he's definitely pretty good but i think stoney has got him for from what i've seen yeah. at least um but yeah definitely Stoney's definitely Deeper than him um, off the tee, and Whitey, Whitey is pretty dialed with a short game as wedges, I must say. But yeah, I'd uh, say Stony's got the upper hand right now.
0: One more on golf. Did were you watching on Sunday? Uh, I was, yeah. Okay, <laughs> which side were you on? Were you on Cantley or were you on Duchambeau?
3: I mean, I don't know. I I'm not a. I I like Bryson. I I mean I I think
0: he. I think he's great for the game. Yeah. We need we need guys like that.
3: Yeah. Stir it up a little bit. I mean I think any other tournament he would have just I mean with the whole uh Patrick, can you stop walking, please? Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I, I, mean, I, I don't really have a comment on that. I think it's <laughs> any other tournament I feel like he, he wouldn't have said that, but it's it was a pretty big moment. So he's
0: a big change jingler. That's that's what Lawless does. <laughs> yeah. He's got the bomb. I'm marker. terrible, but I can he oh, jingles. The most important part. He's, he's like yeah, looking know, at clouds, not... talking about shadows, all You that know that who stuff. can
2: bomb it? Pete DeBoer. Oh, really? Yeah, and Sneaky. Shane Knighty can uh, can launch it too. Yeah, he's so, a big, big uh, guy. Yeah, yeah. but uh, Pete's got uh, uh, Pete's long, right? So uh yeah, I can see it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ryan Craig can can is a good player too. Grew up in BC. Yeah, uh, he's got uh, Craig, his,
3: Craig's Craigers kid's a Carson. He's got he's game. a stick too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've seen him play a couple times at yeah. Southern Highlands. He's he's pretty good. He bugs me. Well, cause like he's when, so, young yeah, and, he's so yeah, young, and he's yeah. He's so young. He's so good. I know
0: a little bitter of that. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh congratulations on what you've accomplished and now coming in as a different type of player this time around. Uh mindset uh, before we let you go. Compared to what you your last time in that weird training camp, to now it's it's you're in a different place.
3: Yeah. No, I'm 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 right there and um you know, I, like I said, I've I've never been more ready and um you know, I I, I know I can play here and Play with these guys, so um, wherever I'm needed, I'll, I'll play, and um, you know, I'm just kind of eager to get going.
0: Awesome, I uh, yeah. love it. Uh, thanks for doing this, and uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks at Training Camp.
3: Yeah. yeah, thanks, guys.
0: There's Dylan Coughlin on nighttime at noon as we continue on league news. Uh, we got an offer sheet out there, uh, plus a little bit more on what's happening on the Vegas Golden Knights and Henderson Silver Knights front as we roll on on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Live from City National Arena, this is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Owning the day. Nighttime at Noon, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Rock Creek Cattle Company, Hidden Gem, located in the heart of Montana. 28,000-acre cattle ranch is something for everyone. A world-class golf course, fly fishing, Hunting, horseback riding, and more. Escape the bright lights and discover Big Sky Montana. Exclusive memberships and real estate opportunities available now. Visit RockCreekCattleCompany.com for more information. Shane Rock and Dave. RockCreekCattleCompany.com.
2: Shane and Dave are there right now. Mm-hmm. I was there a couple of weeks ago. I did one day Millard, at Rock Creek. I got yep. up at six thirty, had breakfast, was on the range shooting. Which I'm not very good at. Like by the gun range. By 7, 7.30. I yeah. yeah, shooting skeet. Yeah. I was in the, the Clark Fork River fly fishing by 9.30. Had a little lunch after that. And then I went and played uh, played golf. The golf course is incredible.
0: Did you ever find anything that you were good at? Or you just like we're going around lunch. the activities? Fantastic. Oh, lunch. At lunch. Yes. Yes. And breakfast. It's awesome. It's, it's a place where even if you're not a morning person, you get up early. I, just so a, I am a morning person. So, uh, Golden Knight fans, VGK Authentics, the official home for game-used Vegas Golden Knights merchandise from game-used pucks to game-worn jerseys and much more. Owning a piece of your favorite Golden Knights player has never been so easy, so check out all the great items at VGK Authentics by visiting vegasteamstore.com. And uh, we have a, a full regular season coming up, Lawman. First time in, in three years that we're going to play 82 games. And this is, uh, this is kind of getting back to normal, full training camp, a preseason schedule, and then into the 82. I know we've got that little pause thing in the middle for the Olympics, and uh, we're anticipating that's going to happen. But uh, we're, we're, we're almost back to normal here in what we're somewhat used to.
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back to the regular calendar. <laughs> and it was weird last year, like you'd say, I'd say, well, you know, up to Christmas. Well, then the season didn't start till. Yeah. After Christmas, right? You know what I mean? So all those sort of the natural, the circadian rhythms of an NHL season to get back on on all, on all of that, natu- that natural clock, the trade deadline. The season has kind of, for me, is, you know, the up to Christmas is one version of hockey. Then from Christmas till the trade deadline, there's another version of hockey. And then after the trade deadline to the playoffs, ramps up again, and then, of course, that gets thrown into into top gear for the playoffs and uh, and becomes something completely altogether different. Uh, two
0: players in different spots in their careers, and Shea Theodore and Dylan Coghlan, yeah. but uh, something to take away from both those conversations. We we listened to Shea Theodore wanting the season to come, looking forward to the season to come, thinking about the Olympics, but also uh, the progression of his game. And then Dylan Coughlin. uh, Did you see the look on his face
2: when I said, you must be hungry? Mm -hmm. Like, it was, he's ready to go. Uh, I think he could be a really special player. And, you know, all things being equal, you would think the top six would be White Cloud and Haig, Martinez and Theodore, Petrangelo and McNabb. I don't know what the combinations would be, but... uh, um, you know, Dylan Coglin might just force himself into that conversation. It w- that would not surprise me at all. And if you know someone gets nicked, uh, obviously everything changes. And and once you get in and you start to play, you can put the coaches in a position where you say, um, "Can't take me out." Nick Holden saw that happen last year, right? You know, White Cloud and Haig progressed to a point where, you know, Nick was the guy that got waived and was back and forth between. Uh, what was it called last year? The Taxi? Tra- the taxi squad, yeah, the travel squad. And then this, this, he didn't play for the Silver Knights, I don't believe. Um, but it was on that taxi squad. And then, obviously, what are you going to say? No, I was just going to let you finish your thought. Okay. Uh, And then, obviously, then came back and got to play in the playoffs. Right? So it was one of those crazy years. But the way Hague and White Cloud asserted themselves uh, – to me, that's the great strength in the Golden Knights organization is the depth they have with all of these young defensive players.
0: Needed a taxi squad last year because of the uh, compacted schedule. Yeah. Uh, you won't officially have the taxi squad this season, but the schedule after the first couple of weeks for the Golden Knights becomes very similar to last year. So seven seven defense, I think you're going to see no, you may, uh, maybe, maybe. a real mix.
2: Bring guys in and bring guys yeah. out, yeah. Yeah, possibly,
0: just yeah. uh, just because of that uh, compacted, uh, because of the Olympic Games and the possibility of going over to Beijing, uh, some new faces around town. Uh, Nolan Patrick uh, skating. We get uh, Brett Howden coming on board. Uh, D- Didaroff is out
2: is out yeah. on the ice as well. So, uh, yeah, uh, obviously, uh, is is Loren Brassois here? Have you seen him go yet? I've not seen yeah. Loren Brassois yet. Yeah. So. Um, I, I I'm really excited. I'm very excited about Dylan Coughlin, but I'm just as excited about Nolan Patrick. Uh, yeah, I feel bad about the way the whole Cody Glass thing went down. He got hurt, and then I think he you know, they he put on some weight. It was a little bigger because they wanted him to be a little bit bigger, and I'm not sure that that's who he is. Uh, I, I really hope he goes to Nashville and his career takes off. He's a, a, a real good young man, and I uh, wish him the best. Nolan Patrick um, was, you know, arguably the number one pick. He went number two in that draft in uh, in the summer of 2017. But, it, you know, if I, another team drafting would have taken him first, uh, New Jersey had the first pick and uh, took to. Uh, Nico Heesher. Nico Heesher. I was going to say Capo Kako, but uh, it was Nico Heesher. You're correct. And. I just think that for Nolan Patrick, I I do think that he is a guy that has to be comfortable. And I don't think that the Flyers ever, I don't think he ever got comfortable there. And I think uh, Ron Hextall getting fired was, uh, did not help things for him because I think Hextall did know the player and understand the player. And he spent a, a number two pick on him. He would have advocated for him. He would have said, no, you can't play him on the fourth line. He's this is a skilled guy. Play him with better players. Let's give him a chance. Uh, a, after he came back from from his injury, and now you're in a situation where um, the best hockey Noel Patrick has ever played in his life was for Kelly McCrimmon when Kelly was the owner, GM, and coach of the Brandon Wheat Kings, and they're back together again. And Kelly will be able to, um, you know, if no, if if there are times when someone needs to advocate for Nolan. Yeah, Kelly McCrimmon, well, he's pretty powerful. Got a pretty big stick around here. He's the general manager of the team. That's a pretty good guy to have in your corner.
0: You know, a, a lot of what you said about Cody Glass can be said about Nolan Patrick, too. Just uh, flipping the page, yeah, getting sure. a fresh start, and, yeah. and, and getting an opportunity to, to play in a, in a different environment.
2: Yeah, well, and he is naturally just a bigger guy than Cody. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw him out there today, and he's he's a big man. Yeah. Uh, uh, not quite as tall as Mark Stone, but uh, same kind of same kind of wide shoulders, and uh, it, like, you know, he is six so, three. Uh, so, I've watched, uh, went back and watched a lot of the goals he scored in the National Hockey League. He can score from in tight. He can find space. It, like to me, the power play is just such an important, uh, and interesting discussion, and um, I, I really the the. Open-mindedness that is going to be required, I think, to look at different people. I think, you know, Peyton Krebs is a guy that uh, deserves a really long look, and uh, on the power play. Mm-hmm. And Nolan Patrick is a guy that you want to look in the po- in the power play. And uh, Dadenoff.
0: Dadenoff is 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 there
2: too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. He can score from in tight. He can pass the puck. He's uh, he's a good player. Put up big numbers in Florida, mm-hmm. and then took a step back on a terrible team in Ottawa last year. And, uh, um, you know, uh, some of our friends on the pro scouting staff with the golden Knights, uh, have likened to Dinoff a lot to Alec Martinez, where Alex's numbers, real Alex numbers really suffered on a poor team in LA. And then they put him in the lineup in Vegas. And all of a sudden, uh, he looked, uh, he's playing, was well, playing the best hockey of his career. And, uh, I really hope that 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 Dodonov gets the same kind of oomph, that push from from playing with uh, with good good teammates here in Vegas.
0: You're excited about today's show?
2: Yep, for sure. I'm excited about the season, to be honest with you. I think the Golden Knights are. Um, I, I'm one of those strange people that actually thinks that. Uh, 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 the the management team and the pro scouting staff here are uh, are the best in the business and that's why they've been to the final four in three of the last four years and that they make the right decisions and that this team is going to be better than it was last year and that's saying a lot yeah uh
0: unbelievable last couple of years uh going to the final four at Final four in three of the four years of the franchise, so uh, looking forward to that as we uh, continue to crank up towards the regular season. One uh, more segment to come, Bill and Carol Foley uh, created the Foley Food and Wine Society to celebrate three of their greatest passions, world-class wines, exceptional cuisine, and outstanding travel destinations. As a member of the society, you'll have access to an entire portfolio of properties around the globe. Foley Food and Wine Society offers an exclusive opportunity to join like-minded individuals who seek to experience the finer things in life. Join for free today by visiting join for free today yes and visit Society.com. Uh, when we come back uh, a little bit of league news and tell you about fan fest that's uh coming up it's the uh, vegas golden Knights nighttime at noon on fox sports las vegas we're back to nighttime at noon on your home for the vegas golden Knights, fox sports las vegas
2: ah uh, yes On the sea. One of my favorite songs. Then sing it. No, I'm a terrible singer. <laughs> Give
0: me just a couple of verses. Gosher and
2: Nighty and I were in Austin, Texas last weekend. Mm-hmm. And you know, Gosher's band just had yeah, its yeah. world debut. Double minor. So the band is playing a song, and Dave says, Oh, my, my band plays this song. And then a little while later, My, my band plays this song. And then we tried to goad him into getting on stage, but he wouldn't do it. Really?
0: No. Not enough uh, liquid
2: confidence. I, I, Dave doesn't need that. <laughs> no, you're right. No, that's are right. I, I think it comes he, naturally. I think he realized that the band was. Um, well, you know what? Like I they would, were good. I wouldn't want to go out and play with the Golden Knights because I would look wouldn't look great out there. Yeah. You know, this band was fantastic.
0: Uh, they Double Minor does a good job, though. Oh,
2: they were excellent yeah. for sure.
0: Uh, For for exclusive Vegas Golden Knights gear, visit one of the Vegas Golden Knights official team store locations, the Armory located at T-Mobile, and the Arsenal location at City National Arena, right downstairs from Studio 31 (laughs) as we broadcast uh, today nighttime at noon, a special edition. uh, VegasTeamStore.com, by the way, is uh, where you can uh, get all your VGK merchandise. So we've got uh, a couple of minutes here. Uh, An offer sheet. Yeah. Uh, We still don't know the status of it, but uh, interesting that Carolina and Montreal go back and forth. Was this strictly payback for two years ago?
2: Uh, No, but they laid in the weeds and waited for... Listen, general managers, a lot of them won't do an offer sheet. And for this exact reason, uh, Montreal's offer sheet to... Sebastian Ajo with the Carolina Hurricanes was ill-conceived and didn't work, and it actually did a favor for Carolina. But they left the impression that they were trying to take advantage of the Hurricanes. So now the Hurricanes uh, are are free to return that favor. Don Waddell wouldn't offer sheet a member of the Vegas Golden Knights because George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon don't do business that way. So it's, uh, Ber- Mark Bergevin is in a tough spot. If he keeps, yes, Barry, how do you say his name? Help Cock-Kinami. me out. Emmy. If he keeps him, he's overpaying a player and he's, he doesn't have the room for it. Right. For Carolina, the, that player makes them better. And he's, it's at 6 million, but it's only for one year. And, uh, the price is a first, and a, thir- a first and a second? First and a third, I believe. Okay. so they And they believe because they think they're going to be close to the final again, that's really more like a second and a fourth. So it's a calculated risk for them. And then if they don't like the player at $6 million, they don't have to qualify him. He's only got one year left on his contract. So they've put Bergevin in a box. I bet you he doesn't match. I, I, don't, I don't know how he can. I think he's already probably on the phone with Bill Armstrong trying to, to strike a deal for Christian Dvorak to fill the hole at center ice. And because, you know, what what does Kotkinemi really, what should he earn? Two, three million? He's not a $6 million player. No. But Carolina's got the space, and that space is perishable. It goes away. So it, use it or lose it. And their owner is in a position right now where he's sold enough tickets, and, that, you know, they're going to, they're going to operate. They're not going to lose a ton of money, and they might even make a little, so he can spend some of that money.
0: I heard it was the owner that did it. He was ticked off from a couple of years ago.
2: Well, I'm, I'm sure he was, but works. it's worked out to them, for them. That's why I'd be a bad owner or a bad manager. I'd just get too emotional. Well, you have to get unemotional. Like, it's amazing to see the emotion that... Uh, that you know that that owners and and managers that have been around for a while watch the game with, and then immediately after the game, that emotion is gone. Like how they can flush it, flush it immediately.
0: Uh, we have FanFest coming up. Do you want a rematch from our
2: joust? No, I'm undefeated. Why would I want a rematch? Because you gotta good ask, for, you It's gotta, good for ratings. You gotta beg me for the rematch. You gotta, and you have to shame me into taking Didn't it. Didn't you see the
0: Paul fight in the weekend? Didn't the, he the back and forth uh, on, on the rematch? The no, Yeah.
2: And then the guy retired.
0: So let's let's go. Let's build up some ratings, a rematch here.
2: Uh, you don't deserve it. Who have you fought since? You don't just... Like, you, it's you, been a you, pandemic. You fought the, the champ. Entire, like the you pandemic fought the champ. The three champ days won. after that. The, you fought the champ. The champ won. And now you want to come back and fight the champ again? No. Yeah. Go fight Duva or Gosher or somebody like that. Prove you're worthy of getting back in the ring with me.
0: I don't think Rocky fought anybody after the first fight against Apollo. He lost. And then then he got the rematch right away with Apollo.
2: Only because Apollo was embarrassed. I won. (laughs) It was a knockout. I wasn't embarrassed. I'm like, it was my proudest moment. Fan
0: Fest is coming up on the 16th. And we're looking forward to that. And then we have the golf tournament coming up on the 20th. And we have a rookie tournament. We have seven preseason games with the Vegas Golden Knights. We have a lot happening. And we're going to do this every now and then on nighttime at noon from Studio 31 uh, to go along with the VGK Insider Show. There's a lot of hockey on uh, Lotus Broadcasting.
2: Yeah, I'm ready to go. Uh, it's been... Uh, like,
0: ready to go home now or because it's been a long hour, or are no, you ready to start the season?
2: It's been a long hour. Every, any, every hour with you is long. No, I'm ready to get hockey going. Uh, um, it, like, what's the, what's the opening night of the regular season?
0: Of the Vegas Golden Knights regular yeah, season, or yeah. the National... the, the 12th, I believe.
2: Yeah, I'm ready for October 12th.
0: How can you be ready for the season, and then you don't know when it starts?
2: Mid-season form. I never know when the next game is either.
0: You're giving me mixed messages here. That's I'm ready to go. Call. I'm ready to go. When does it start? Yeah, I'm not go. sure.
2: I don't need a bell or an alarm. I'm ready to go.
0: Thanks to Will Dakota and uh, Jared Justice uh, back at the Jared uh, Justice, mothership. Jared
2: Justice, the best op in the business.
0: He is. Uh, one week from today, it's the BGK Insider Show. Uh, we'll chat with uh, the particulars. But thanks to Shay uh, Theodore and Dylan Coughlin for also stopping by. That's what you get on Nighttime at Noon and the VGK Insider Show. It's where the players hang out on Fox Sports Las Vegas.